Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. Welcome back to another episode of the Believe in NFL Draft Prospects podcast. We've got safety rankings for you today. We did two pairing episodes. We've got one more pairing scouting report episode on Friday coming, but today Alex is joining us. Ryan Roberts is also here. I, Joe DeLeon, and also here to share our top five safeties in the 2023 NFL draft. Guys, this safety class, it feels like, <clears throat> excuse me, it is very interchangeable with any of the guys that can be brought up in the top five. It's it's almost a, a pick your flavor, if you will, of, of what you value for the safety position. Because like we talked about it a little bit earlier on in the week, Ryan, like how do you value a guy like an Antonio Johnson who played a lot in the slot, played primarily a nickel role? And you go through a lot of these other players. There's like a good 10 guys that if you go through and watch all 10 of them, that could be brought into this discussion in one fold or another. So that's where this this conversation is going to be. I think we're getting probably the, the most diverse and different grouping that we have out of any of our position groups that we've done. Uh, these top fives are going to look very different. I, I'm, I'm going to guarantee that. I'll say this, Joe, after watching a few more guys since we last spoke, I think this is a good class. I like yeah. it, man. I think it's, it's deep. I think there's deep. There's deep. Diverse. It's deep. And I diverse, and I think there's a couple players that you could sell me eventually being first round picks if they take a step. So I like this class a lot, Alex. I don't know if you if you agree with that sentiment. Yeah. Well, uh, the last time I really took even a brief look at the safety class was just ahead of our ultimate team uh, episode we had a couple weeks ago, and that was very basic, like almost looking at highlight tapes only. Um, And at that point, I was thinking, I know you know a couple of the guys in the class because we talked about them last year, and. Okay, you know, I just don't know what to think, but coming into it a little, you know, looking at it a little bit more in depth here uh, over the last few days, this class is pretty fun. Yeah, like you said, as far as versatility, di- people that can play different roles on the back end or or in the box even uh, that are considered the safety position, um, there's a lot of fun players. There's a couple players that we'll talk about today. Um, I know that that really gets you excited that I was they weren't even on my radar coming into the week. And Joe, I, I have a diverse group from a size differences perspective, but there's also a couple of kids on here that were only three star recruits coming out too. So mm, this is a very this is a very good mixture of top names that we've known for a while. If you ca- if you keep up with the recruiting classes, and also a couple guys that have far out out developed their recruiting ranking at one point too. So this is, I think, the word that you use diverse is a really good way to put this. Like not even just skill sets, but also just Size, profiles, athleticism, yeah. 100%. Uh, recruiting backgrounds. 
We're going to get to that ranking. Before we do, though, folks, I want to tell you about Bet Online. If, if you're like Ryan and you're definitively picking the Phillies to win the World Series, you want to put a future in, go to Bet Online. They've got all the futures that you want to place. They've also got betting for Major League Baseball, NFL, college football, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. There is anything that you can get, odds, lines for anything, so much that you can do on Bet Online. That's where I head. Uh, for my betting needs, BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information. From live in-game betting, props, and futures, head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, as usual, guys, I'm going to start myself off at number five. I, I was doing a little bit of internal debate on who to place at five. And I slowly noticed throughout the week, I was keeping kind of like a mental tab of where I was slotting guys. Brandon Joseph started really high up at the beginning of the week. And then as the week progressed, slowly started to move his way down. Now, I don't want to completely remove him from my top five because I think that there are definitely traits there. There are are definitely skills that can be harnessed and that he can develop into a really nice starting safety. What he does, the ball skills that we talked about, but the concerns that I had with him as a tackler are too high for me to place him above this five spot. He's a lot of projection. He is a lot of upside. And I think that we can all agree. And Ryan, I know you agreed with me on this mid to late second round, maybe early third round prospect. He can take that next step and improve but watching him fall to his knees and swipe with his hands when he tries to tackle is probably one of the most frustrating things to see because that that didn't work against Michigan and it sure as hell is not going to work against Derrick Henry. Well, Joe, I mean, I think he went to the Joe DeLeon's tackling school. Oh, so shut I, up. Uh, <laughs> get kind of a little bit of slack. But I also have Brandon Joseph at number five for a lot of the same reasons you said, Joe. I think that the impact as a deep zone coverage safety in the vein of a Jesse Bates can be extremely high, but the inconsistencies in tackling were way too high for me. And I just think that I think honestly, Northwestern was a bad football team last year. Like defensively, they were atrocious. And I think that he pressed a lot and he Mm. tried to do way too much. I think when you look at 2020, he played a lot more within himself in his role and he was dynamic in there. And despite that though, the inconsistencies last year, he still has nine interceptions in like, 18 games that he's played or something like that, like a pretty crazy stat like that. So he has ball production, great hands, really fluid athlete, has range in the back end, needs to improve the tackling. If he can improve the tackling and be a more consistent football player, he will be much higher on this list when it all said and done. But I also place him at number five for some of the same reasons you did. Yeah. um, So going into this, Brandon Joseph, like you said, Joe, uh, he's a name, you know, he's a name that obviously popped off in 2020 with the number of interceptions he got then. Um, bad season last year. It just didn't look like the same caliber of football player that he did in 2020. And um, obviously transferring over to Notre Dame, uh, he's going to get a different look here moving forward. Um, but he fell just outside of my top five. I had him at Whoa. six, and I was choosing between him and one other uh, here at the very end. Uh, I was contemplating which one to talk about. And since y'all went with uh, – Brandon Joseph, I'm going to go with someone with similar 
things to be worried about with tackling, but in, in a different different way. And that's going to be Arkansas's uh, Jalen Catalan. I love Jalen Catalan. I know, and I, Ryan, I see your tweets. I know you don't like Jalen Catalan. Oh, but wait, to, what? <laughs> Jalen Catalan no, to me. It's it's not – sorry, Alex, not to interrupt. I literally put it no. on like two days ago, I think, and I'm just like – I love the play style of Jalen Catalan. Yep. It's just like, man, last year was rough film. Like it was just really rough. And what was rough was his inconsistency tackling. I mean, that's sure. he, he missed some tackling. But the thing that you can rely on Jalen Catalan, he's going to be at the right place at the right time, right? He 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 has instincts. He know he diagnoses play design really well. Um, and he has the the frame. He's short, but he's stocky. He has the frame to keep up with NFL size oh, bodies. He's dense man he's dense yeah, he's, 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 he's built different he's thick yeah. and so like th- think back i mean just recent memory i'm not saying this is a comp but antoine winfield short but he was stocky right and and he transitioned to the nfl he didn't have the same level of tackling concerns that catalan does at this certain time but similar builds um that i think that's that's kind of the player he can be if he can clean up the consistency with tackling it's not a strength issue which i think it is with brandon joseph i think that's a play strength concern and physicality concern jalen catalan checks all the boxes physically he's in the right place at the right time i don't mind his coverage at all on the back end if we can get a consistent tackler, because he's going to be involved in the run game, that's just the style of player he is. Um, if he can clean up the tackling, I think Jalen Catalan's a top 100 pick, I think, you know, and I think that's a, I think he's a good football player that um, I know he has the leadership qualities too. I know uh, Sam Pittman and that coaching staff really like his, uh, you know, obviously a captain of the team last year really likes his leadership. Pair that with just the physicality he plays with the rare athleticism he has in in some capacities i mean jalen catalan's a fun football player and i just love watching him play he's a tasmanian devil man like Mm, he plays with his hair on fire he is chaos he is like chaos wrapped into a ball i love the play style you know he reminds me of though alex that it worries me Mm -hmm. remember matt elam do you remember Matt Elam? Yeah, from Florida. Oh, yeah. Reminds me just of Matt Elam, man, who went like number 31 or 32 mm-hmm. to the Baltimore Ravens. It's just like his play style is so entertaining and it's so much fun, but then like it's so volatile, man, at times. And that's what worries me about Catalan. Like if he was more consistent, I'd be like, yep, that's my guy. Like I love him. Like I just love watching him, but it just he scares me, man. He scares me. But just be very honest about it. He scares me. It's funny how you're talking about the tackling issues, but you pointed out that it's different than Joseph. I, I, mm-hmm. I would even throw out his tackling issues are the exact opposite of Brandon Joseph. So Brandon Joseph's a taller safety mm-hmm. who falls to his knees and and tries to to arm tackle. What you get with Catalan, who's by the way, the guy's not five eleven. He's listed at five eleven. He's five nine and oh. nine and change. <laughs> my my man's a short oh. king. We we love a short king. Um but it's funny as a as a shorter safety, his problem is he tackles way too freaking high. Like I don't know what the hell he's trying to do, but he just runs up and starts hugging dudes. Like I don't I got no idea what he's doing. I actually placed him at number 4 because I thought that I, it's it's very they're it's in terms of description, watching them they're not the same, but in terms of description the positives and the negatives are same between him and, and and Brandon Joseph. And this is kind of like where the internal debate was for me and, and him. The reason why I placed Catalan at four is just watching what he does and an ability to recover over the top. There was one play 
against Ole Miss where I thought he was going to get completely gashed deep. There was a, a guy that ran a go route. He flips his hip, turns, tracks the ball, follows him, and almost has an inter- interception on the play. But despite being a lot smaller than the receiver, is able to make a play and break up the pass. I love those ball skills. I love his ability to cover. The tackling stuff sucks. But as a, a small, compact guy that can that can have that kind of range, I, I was excited watching those coverage skills. I think he he has something. And as you said, Alex, this is the top 100 player, maybe even a top 75 player. Uh, but my man needs to learn how to tackle. Well, I have uh, I have, I'm going to stay in the SEC for my number four if I can, real quick, folks. Wait, is Catalan not ranked in yours? He's not. In, he's not in the top okay. five for me. Okay, not in the top okay. five. So it's interesting that you all kind of coupled him with Brandon Joseph because there's tackling issues for both parties for different reasons. I just think Brandon Joseph has higher impact as a pa- in pass mm-hmm. coverage than Jalen Catalan is. That's kind of why boys him a little bit over for me personally. Joe, you're going to hate my number four. Are you oh, ready for great. this one? Yeah, I have Jordan Battle as my number four from Alabama. He's number four for me. Yeah, I kind of hate that one. <laughs> I think, Alex, I saw your face too. I'll say this. I think Jordan Battle is going to be a good player at the next level, man. Like rock solid. When you talk about his ability to, you know, flip his hips and, and read coverage in front of them and have solid range and be a good tackler. He does everything pretty solid to good across the board. I just don't see anything elite. Like he just doesn't make a ton of plays and coverage for me because I just don't think he's a plus plus athlete i think he's a good football player across the board going to be a good starting player at the next level i just don't see anything where i'm like he is going to be very good at the next level no way yes do it do it oh what do it do it you're muted brother you're muted brother for those of you who are uh, just listening to the podcast and not watching the video, I just showed my notes of my top five covering my top three. I have battle at four as well. I thought I was going to be on an island here. I was ready. I mentally prepared I'm on myself the island, for this. I mentally prepared myself for <laughs> arguing why Jordan Battle's not in the top three. And it's nothing against Jordan Battle. He's a very solid, good football player. He's gotten better every year. He's a leader on that defense at Alabama. That has something to it. And there's really no holes in his game, but the note I had beside it and what Ryan was reacting to, my note beside him was no elite traits. And looking at summer scouting and looking at projecting forward, there's there's nothing really he can do more than what he's already done to get better because physically he doesn't have much left to improve on. He just kind of is what he is. He's a clean, sound football player. He's going to start in the NFL. He's going to be a top 50 pick probably. And he's going to start in the NFL and be a good football player for the next seven years. But I, I, maybe I'm maybe I'm I'm looking at a little bit more high risk, high reward right now in summer scouting because you can get a, away with that. But I'm looking for Pro Bowlers, and I just don't necessarily think that that's kind of his projection. I compared him on the show, Joe. Remember, I compared him to Justin Reed when he was coming out of Stanford. Yes. Yeah, like that's what he is, man. Justin Reed's a good football player, but like Justin Reed isn't like this. Wow, he's a top five to ten safety in the NFL, but like he's good enough to start every single year, you know. Like mm-hmm. that's that's what I think Jordan Battle is. I just don't think he's special in any regard. I, I won't. I'm gonna wait until I get to him. I know where he is. I'm gonna wait until I get to him. I'm I'm not gonna go any further. I understand where you guys are coming from, but I still think that there's value for right, guys that are ready that. to start right away in the NFL. I, I don't no, want. I don't like. I don't like knocking guys for for guys that are ready to start immediately. Here's here's Summer the thing. Scouting. Here's the thing Summer with scouting. my my rankings. If every single player on on this list is to stay the same, don't improve, he's probably number two for me. 
I, I'm I'm banking in that there's a couple guys ahead of them that I think I'm, they're going to grow as a football player, and I think that their potential growth is more than what Jordan Battle can do and can jump Jordan Battle. As it currently stands today, Jordan Battle's probably my second favorite safety in this class. But I'm projecting forward a couple guys showing improvement, getting better in some areas that I saw some weakness, and then that would then put Jordan Battle at four. So I just know that that Ryan's going to be upset with my number three where I've placed him. Antonio Johnson from Texas A&M, love. Fantastic bad player. Take. Tall. Bad it's take. not a bad take. It's not a bad take. bad take. I think he's a really good player. And, I, you know, honestly, I said on the show when we did his his scouting report that this is a mid to late second rounder, I'm willing to bump him up. I'm, I'm willing to say this is a um, an early second, early to mid second round pick. Antonio Johnson from, from Texas A&M. Tall, lean safety. Fantastic in coverage. Uh, we talked a lot about that explosiveness, that ability for him to immediately close down on receivers once he makes that read, once he makes that decision. His coverage abilities are, I think, the best out of the group of, of any of the safeties that we're discussing. The only thing, the only thing that I'm still just a tiny bit hung up on, I know that we we talk at lengths of projection and wanting to project these guys um, in certain situations is that he was used almost strictly as a nickel corner in a sense. He was playing a big nickel role. Mm -hmm. And that mm -hmm. is very valuable at the next level. I don't know if he can play over the top because he's going to be, if, if I'm drafting this guy in the top 20, where I know that Ryan is, is probably going to be willing to take him, I need to know that he can do that stuff. I, I want to project, but I would just like to know that he can do that stuff. Because if he can't and he struggles for whatever reason, which I, I think it's unlikely, but if he struggles in those scenarios, if he struggles playing deep zone and he has problems tracking the ball and playing the ball in the air in, in a deep zone coverage, then he's only going to strictly be a nickel guy. And I don't know if I want to spend a, a top 20 pick on a, on a player like that. I really like him. I think the value is there. And I'm hoping now that there's a new Texas Sam a&M defensive coordinator that he's going to be properly utilized and not pigeonholed into that specific role. But I'm just, I want to wait. I don't want to jump the gun. I will talk about Antonio Johnson in about 10 minutes. Okay. I too will talk about Antonio Johnson okay. in about 10 minutes. You, you guys are, are, are in a bigger grants here today, apparently. Uh, Ryan, Except let's Jalen Catalan. Except Jalen Catalan. Yes. Let's get your number three, Ryan. Joe, I think you might jump out of your chair for this one. So, my number three comes with a hot take. The best safety on the Alabama roster is Brian Branch. Oh, my God. I was going to watch him, and I, and I didn't. Battle. I wish I did. No way. Oh, my God. Are you, you guys kidding are such, me? You guys are such <laughs> hacks. You guys this are such awesome. hacks. Look, I will say this, and I was vindicated this morning because I actually made this list last night, and then I saw this morning Dane Brugger from The Athletic came out and had Brian Branch also very high on his list. I will say this, Joe, and I mentioned Brian Branch on the show that we watched Jordan Battle because I was like, who the heck is this number 14 kid playing the slot? So coming into the year, they had Malachi Moore, who was a freshman mm -hmm. All-American, supposed to start the slot. I believe he was injured to start the year. And they, instead of going to their backup nickel, they put Brian Branch in there, who's a safety on this team. and was another highly recruited kid. So they have as a base most of the time they have – DeMarco Hellams, and they have Jordan Battle. DeMarco Hellams is a pretty good player, by mm -hmm. the way, that we haven't talked about. And Brian Branch playing nickel. Joe, I think my guy might be Minka Fitzpatrick, brother. He is fluid. 
fluid, sir. He uh, can change uh. direction. He plays man coverage. I thought he was a corner playing safe, playing nickel, like an outside corner. And it turns out he's a safety. He has no regard for his body. He'll throw his weight around. You don't get the traditional for working from depth and running the alley type of stuff, but you do see him work in the alley with good intensity. And, man, his man coverage skills are insane. Really good stuff. So I was literally texting my dad this morning that this kid might be Minka Fitzpatrick because he is a Dolphins fan that drafted him at one uh, drafted Mika Fitzpatrick coming out of Alabama. Brian Branch is a very good football player, Joseph. Very good player. Yep. And uh, so Joe reacted after Ryan stated Brian Branch was number three because I showed my list again covering one and two. And uh, number three is Brian Branch. And my notes next to it is coverage ability slash versatility. Exactly what Ryan stated. Guy can come and play in the slot and play man coverage. He has some uh, experience playing on the back end before that injury. Uh, to Malachi Moore, um, you know, around that injury. So, I mean, this guy, the one knock on his frame and physically is he looks a little slim, but don't mistake that for not being able to tackle and not being able to come off and uh, have a have a power profile because tight ends can't block him on the outside. He gets off, uh, you know, disengages from tight ends really easily and then uh, who are much larger than him. And then tackling, I think this is one of the most consistent tacklers we have in the safety class. I mean, he doesn't wow you. He's not going to drop his shoulder and and wow he's you a like rap, a couple. He's a rap tackler. He's, he's not a rap tackler. Guy. Yeah, yeah, he's not a power guy, but he's 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 consistent and uh, you know he's effective as a tackler. So, I mean, this guy, like you said, Minka Fitzpatrick, someone that can play in the slot, someone that can play up top and kind of do it all at an elite level. That's that's really the ceiling here. And Alabama has a few dudes in that that secondary. We talked about Jordan Battle already, and you mentioned Malachi Moore and Demarco Helms. This this Alabama se- uh, secondary is really really good, but I think Brian Branch might be the best of them all. Uh, I'm I, angry I at watching, my. Sorry, Joe. I was just gonna no. say I was watching the Texas A&M game, mm-hmm. okay, and he was lined up against Anaya Smith in the slot. We know Anaya Smith has some quick twitch to him, some really quick feet, and I saw Branch open up his hips and flip. Man, I'm just like, oh, okay, that's a little that's a little different. So I, I know uh, Joe. I don't think you you got a chance to watch him, but he he is a good watch if you can get to him. Yeah, I, I was going to say I'm a little mad at myself because I, I literally pulled up the tape, was starting to watch him because I was like, okay, I need some additional guys outside of our list to get to. And he was one of the first guys I pulled up. But then I got sidetracked by something. I literally had Alabama-Georgia, the national championship game, pulled up this morning like still open. And I never I never got the chance to watch him. So <clears throat> I don't know what's going on with my throat today. God damn. What do you got, Alex? Yeah, the last thing I was going to mention is the last game I watched of him was the the Cincinnati game, and as you'd expect, Cincinnati with just the level of talent difference versus you know playing against that Alabama defense, they were trying to manufacture touches for their guys in space, and Brian Branch was all over the place in the flats and in in you know sifting through uh, traffic, getting to his guy and closing down on ball carriers. I mean this that's where that's where he really solidified himself for me in the top three. So uh Texas AM was a good game and then uh, I'd mentioned Cincinnati as one of the mm-hmm. more fun games to watch if you want to see his ceiling. Only Alabama can hide a guy like Brian Branch mm-hmm. as a as a as a past top one hundred, top fifty caliber recruit and you don't hear about him for two or three years. It's fantastic. Yep. Well my number two is his teammate Jordan Battle oh. who you guys bashed I, I look I I'm not saying that I was wowed by Jordan Battle I wasn't there watching him there was not it's kind of like Henry Toa Toa there wasn't a point where I was watching him where I was like 
holy crap, this dude's next level, or he did something that was next level that I was excited about. Unlike some of these other guys on this list in my number one guy. But if you look at the grand picture of him, you look at all the boxes that you're looking to check with a safety. Does he is he a hard aggressive tackler? Not his technique's not great, but he's a very hard aggressive tackler. Does he play the run well? Does he come down hard against the run? Can he cover over the top? Does he have ball skills? Can he play the ball in the air? He checks all of those boxes at an above average level. And I know that we're not drafting guys to be above average. I know that we want to draft safeties high with an intention or players high in general with an intention for them to be pro bowlers, as we talked about. But I think a guy like Jordan Battle has the highest floor out of any of the players that we've discussed. And having spent time, a long period of time, deciding to go back to Alabama for this final year, I think you're getting a player who top 50, like a Xavier McKinney, had he been healthy when he came out, not saying they're stylistically the same thing, that is going to step in, start right away, be a high-impact player. Not going to, has the capability to be a pro bowler, not going to vastly excel, but I think that he is going to be so consistent and you plug him in and you don't really have to worry about him because he does everything right. I I don't think we disagree on him at all. Like, I I think we we just value the steadiness differently. Well, no, I think, I think more so it is, is, is what you, what you value during summer scouting being the difference between, you know, like, well, I, I thought I you upside because my number one guy's all upside. <clears throat> it's just that I I don't yeah, want to I don't want to knock him for being well rounded. Like I think we need to, I, I need to recognize him for being well rounded. He deserves to be where sure. he is. I, I thought I thought he was going to be your number one, Joe. So you surprised me no. a little bit on that one, man. I thought he was going to no. be your number one. Okay, Joe. so I don't know. Obviously, Ryan, one of your last two is Mr. Antonio Johnson. We we yes. made that clear. Yes. Who's your Joe number has two, Alex? Number- it might be the guy that we all are missing on our list. I hope it's Boise State's JL Skinner. No, I'm not missing him on my list. What? Really? JL, JL wow. Skinner's number two for me. He's number oh, two. Oh, oh, right, right, right. Oh, 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 I said okay. I'm not okay, missing wait, wait. him. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the phrasing okay. of that was, oh, I <laughs> oh, I'm almost. Sorry. Okay. Whoosh. I'm sorry. So, no, in, okay, in, where's, he's, he's my he's number, number two player as well. He's my number two as well. I almost lost it. Okay. All right. So, so we're all in agreement that so Joe, you have JL Skinner at number one. Ryan, and yeah, myself, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll get you. Okay, go ahead. Cool. Yeah, cool. Okay, JL Skinner's fun. <laughs> this is a fun football player. What is he? he? He doesn't even look right. He looks like um, you know, in a hail mary situation in the NFL, you'll have like Julio Jones playing like safety to kind of knock the ball down. That's what he looks like playing the safety position. This guy just doesn't <laughs> look like he fits. He's just so freakishly tall and athletic looking. Uh, he looks like Julio Jones is playing safety, but he he has the hit power. He has a size. He has the four four speed that you're looking for. Physically, this guy is not missing anything, anything at all. Sometimes he can hit a little high and get flagged for targeting, but that's because he's what six foot four or whatever. Yeah, yeah. six foot four. Six I mean, he's over yeah, six four. Exactly, over six four. So he'll get flagged for targeting because it's hard for a man that size to get low on some of these smaller ball carriers. But this guy's a very fun football player. He's a high impact guy. He's going to make big plays that are going to excite the fan base. Uh, but this guy's just a consistent, um, you know, run filler. Um, for that Boise state defense. So I know that I was looking at his recruiting background a little bit. Cause I was like, how does someone six, four, I don't do this. Typically I rely on Ryan's uh, 
ability to do this most of the time. But I was like, how does someone six four like with this kind of frame go to Boise State? And it, he had the offers everywhere else from what it looked like. He just chose, you know, he had the West Coast, uh, you know, Pac-12 offers. He just chose to go to Boise State. Um, but this guy's just a lot of fun. I did not know this name coming into This is one of the names I alluded to at the top. Uh, that I did not know anything about him coming in to watching his film, <clears throat> but he was one of the guys I made on my list to talk about. And uh, wow, that was fun. I, I mean, just watching his films fun, the big hits, the impact in pass coverage um, that he can have. And then uh, just his size difference versus the rest of the football field is just so much fun. It's fun. So I will, I will continue on JL Skinner because he's my number two. And then I'll lead Joe into his, you know, his little number one unveiling. Shut up. So <laughs> at six, four and an eighth, 210 plus pounds, near 220 pounds, 33 inch arms. My guy looks a lot like Kyle Hamilton from a size perspective, right? Like we've seen now back-to-back years with this tall, long, and he looks a little bit out of place. Let's be honest. I mean, to, to Alex's point, like it looks like Julio Jones playing safety and he is incredibly explosive, hard hitter, comes to balance, has pretty good range in the back end for his size. Mm-hmm. I think this kid could be Cam Chancellor, man. Like he might even be a better athlete than Cam Chancellor was coming out as well. But like he could be a Cam Ch- Chancellor-esque safety on the back end playing that strong safety mid-hole enforcer role. So yes, I'm also in on JL Skinner. There's no doubt. Yeah, Skinner for me, absolute dog, man. This guy is freaking built different, quite is, literally. Is he number one? Is he, he number is, one? Obviously. I was almost <laughs> ready to fight you for not having him on your, your damn list. This is a top 20 pick for me. I think that you get a really good tackler, a phenomenal run defender for a safety, has the movement skills to have played over the top at Boise State. I am definitely not asking him to do that at the next level. But this is what the NFL is moving towards. We, we, I said this on the evaluation show of him. We had to be careful with talking about the linebackers that were those these hybrids uh-huh. that might not fit in the NFL. On the on the mm-hmm. flip side of things, safeties that are built like this, that move like this, and play the run and cover like this, are what teams are moving towards. This is a big nickel that you don't have to take off the field. There are NFL teams that are going to be excited seeing him. You do need the creativity of a smart defensive coordinator, but the dude is built different, and he's big. He moves so freaking well. I, I don't want to overthink him. I know we talk about projection. I know I didn't do that with my second guy, but I think that if if this guy hits, he is a high-impact player. This is Jeremy Chin. This is what you're getting out of J.L. Skinner. Love it, man. Love it. He uh, He's a really good player. So, obviously – me and Alex, Alex, we had this same one same top four. four mm-hmm. yeah, same top we four we talked, to, yeah, we talked about uh, how much discrepancy we're gonna have, but <laughs> yes, it didn't yes, turn out are, to be that it's way. A, it's okay, Joe. We're a little weird. I'm trying to, I'm uh, currently trying to look up what JL Skinner's real name is, but Alex, you can sort us out with Antonio Johnson if you would like. Yeah, yeah. Antonio Johnson, um, who I picked in the ultimate team, so this made me feel good that I actually liked him. I didn't go into, mm-hmm. didn't have too much preparation there, but. I mean, this is simply size. He fits the prototype of that six foot three, two hundred pound frame. Um, he has the speed. This guy's going to run in the four fours probably. He has the explosiveness. He's a he's a better tackler than most of the people that I watched. Um, and then playing a primarily slot role, like you mentioned, Joe, when you talked about Antonio Johnson, he has click and close ability. Like 
you wouldn't suspect at his size. That's something you expect out of those those slot defenders that are that 5'10, 5'11, you know, six foot frame. His his length, the the fact that he has the length he does and he has the click and close ability that he does is pretty rare. Um, especially like I said, for that size. So Antonio Johnson for me is just a very clean prospect. Uh he's probably the best run defender in this class at this position. Um, I think pretty easily. Um and then and then as a blitzer too, he can be a high impact player. He 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 defends passes, um, you know, deflecting passes at the line of scrimmage if he gets blocked. And if he doesn't, he's explosive and quick enough to where he can get um to the quarterback before the quarterback can make a decision on where to throw it. So uh Antonio Johnson just he really checks all the boxes in in my evaluation of him and and then pair that with uh near elite uh physical ability and in size. So I just think he's a very clean prospect going forth. Joe, JL Skinner's real first name is JL. No, no, that's no, awesome. No, that's, that. it's that's a football Skinner. player, man. That's a that's football player. <laughs> JL Skinner the third. That's that is his name. There's oh, no that's uh, sweet. There's, it's not J period L period. It's JL. Just JL, no periods. I'll say it again. My my man's a dog. That's such a football yes. player name. That I is, love that. That is fantastic. That's very unique. But to for Alex's point here. I think Antonio Johnson is Derwin James. Like, I think that's what he is, man. Like, he is incredibly explosive, quick twitch, physical. I think he could do more than just what he's asked to do for the Texas A&M defense, you know, mostly playing in the slot and man concepts and zone, but incredibly explosive, high impact. I, I just – I think he's got everything. I think he does. And, and that – a little more of a looseness is what kind of puts him over J.L. Skinner for me. I think he's got a mm-hmm. little more range than J.L. does, so – that's the only reason big separator for me. I just, I don't think, I think there's a, outside of just the usage thing, right, Joe, which like mm. I completely understand. I don't see a hole in Antonio Johnson's game. I'm like, he's long, he's explosive, he's fluid. He's a good tackler. Like he doesn't miss tackles. Just a good, good player, man. I, I, I like him a lot. Top 20 pick in my opinion right now. All right. I think that's going to wrap us up on. There are our respective top fives at Joe DeLeo and at Alex Gilstrap at Rise and Draft at NFL Prospects Pod. We've got one more safety show coming your way. And then I think we're doing maybe some type of a big board before the college football season starts. We'll be back with more folks. Enjoy the rest of your day. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.